This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Social Fox Brewing. I am Tim Dennis, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brian Hewitt. Hey, Mr. Tim Dennis. How are you doing? Good. Uh, so joining us today, we have a bunch of people. We've got uh, Mike Green, CEO of Social Fox. We've got uh, Mark Clafter. And we discussed a, a number of different titles for you, but uh, <laughs> what would you prefer? Just partner and owner? Sure. Okay. All right. So we'll go with <laughs> we'll go with that. We've got Scott Norwood, and we've got Craig Smith, who's the head brewer of uh, Social Fox Brewing. I missed what Scott's title was, actually. Well, Scott, what is your title? Uh, owner, partner, I fix stuff. Owner, partner, and he fixes fix stuff. stuff yes. All right. Guys, thanks for joining us. Their business cards are like oh the size God. of a little box of little Debbie a two cakes. by four. You just got to <laughs> roll them out there. And Mark's the beer bus driver today, too. He's been keeping he our glasses full. Oh, yeah. He's been taking care of business, man. So we're doing all right over here. We're doing all right. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We don't have enough mics here, so... We're going to do our best to keep this flowing, but uh, we may just yell, we'll just probably just yell at you every now and then. But uh, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having us. Absolutely. We've been sipping a couple of your beers here. We pre-gamed with one, uh, and we'll talk about these a little more in depth later, but Gold Belt, Gold Nail, which I'm not typically real big on Gold Nails. I really dug this. This was really oh, nice, you know, and it's, it's one of those beers that you can enjoy. You don't have to overthink. Right. I'm not looking for the hot profile. I'm not yeah. looking. I'm just enjoying a drinking beer. It's a so drinking beer. Good. It's yeah. a drinking it's beer, a dr- man. Exactly. And if you and, read the can, we, we went with beer flavored beer because we have some customers that come in and it's like looking at all the, you know, fruited Berliners, the IPAs. I just want a beer flavored beer. That's it. And we right. brewed it true to style. Right, Craig? And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Just kept it simple. And that's what you got to do. You need drinking beers. And, you know, speaking of drinking beers, we're warming up here a little bit in the South. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's applying across the country but we've seen a little bit of spring here and have you guys seen like the meme that says the seasons and it's got like 13 things it's like fall winter fake spring second winter you know all this so we're i think we're in our fake spring right now oh probably sure. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah but i'm looking forward to some warmer weather as the warmer weather comes up are you craig are you a seasonal drinker or do you just drink whatever year round i'm 100 percent a seasonal drinker I've been brewing up and down the East Coast for about the last 10 years. And when I was in South Florida, I didn't drink a stout for four years. Oh, man. Even though That's I was brewing them. Because yeah. it's, I'm sorry to hear it's, that. It just yeah, wasn't right. stout weather, you know. And, you know, and when it's cold, then I want a darker beer. I kind of drink, you know, like that's Saison or Pilsner. Sure. When yeah. it's easy drinking and you're out on the beach or, you know, out riding your bike or on a hike, you want something that's lighter body. So I don't necessarily enjoy stouts when we don't have cold weather. And some people See? find it weird because I, there were a lot of bar owners, even in Florida, that go, oh, beer's beer. <laughs> I play both sides of the fence on this. We actually did a show called Stouts Are for Summer. Okay. So we That's had cool. some big okay. ones on there. But I do enjoy when it's really cold. 
a fireplace, a big stout, a yes, barley wine, a cigar, sure. or something like that. You know, when it's getting warmer out, grabbing that, you know, a nice fruited Berliner or something. So, yeah, I have it like that. We even posted on our, I think, Facebook just to get some feedback from customers. And a lot of people say stouts are all season long. Yeah. You know, that's right. You, you, yeah. you know? See? I'm on board yeah. with that. It's difficult when your air conditioning is out, like mine goes out frequently, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're sitting there in a house that's 85 degrees. Sometimes you don't feel like a stout at that point in time when you've been sweating all day. But. You got air conditioning. It's yeah. this is the modern world. That, you that, can drink a stout. That's what they said in the Florida. But I mean, by the time I got outside to my car, <laughs> I was already already drenched ruined. In sweat right? You're done. Just, done. Even, by the time I get to the bar, I wanted a saison. Taste buds are melted. <laughs> need a saison. I got you. I got you. It makes it. sense. Yeah, we're big fans of saison. Yeah, uh, Mister uh, Moore. Yeah, Mister Moore is pretty yeah. awesome. Yes, we are. Yeah, I think I'm a seasonal beer drinker as well. I like dark beers, but prefer them in the winter. So I'm ready for some lighter stuff now that things are warming up. Pilsner, the Saison. Like I said, I kind of play both sides there. Mm-hmm. When the seasons are there, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to this, but it's still not going to stop me from having True. a stout <laughs> here or a Pilsner. Especially if it's winter. well brewed. Right, man. If it's good, a good stuff, beer, it's a good beer. It. Exactly. And I can agree with that. One of my biggest deciding factors in, in what I am drinking is whether or not I'm going to smoke a cigar with it. Oh, and I got to tell you, yeah. I do not care for most IPAs with cigars. I think that the, the hops clash with the, uh, with the cigars. I do like most lagers, and I do like brown ales and stouts, so I will go that route. But if I'm not, if I'm going just for uh, beer, I'll probably go IPA. IPA. Almost Get all the hops around. there, huh? Oh, yeah. Now, are you smoking a Maduro or a light? What kind of cigar? It depends on the beer, right? That's it's true. It but, does. But, but do you find that the lighter ones don't pair well with? The lighter ones can be overpowered by your bigger beers. Okay. Uh, I do smoke a lot of spicy Nicaraguan, so they can do j- handle just about anything. But I think it is time for us to get into the Beers of the Week, Tim. Now it's time for our Beers of the Week. Brought to you by The Nest. Craft beer and barbecue in downtown Kennesaw, Georgia. TheNestKennesaw.com. Brian Hewitt, as always, we got a great selection of beers to get into here. As always, we also want to thank The Nest for sponsoring us. We went out, hung out with them last weekend, Brian, for their anniversary, fifth anniversary. If you go down, check them out. 48 taps of craft beer. And a pretty nice bottle seller list there, too. Indeed. So we are, of course, drinking Social Fox Brews this week. We have had their Gold Belt, Gold Nail. We are currently drinking the Tumblefield IPA. We're also going to have some straight out of Norcross, a West Coast IPA. So Norcross isn't very West Coast, Craig. You know that? So I mean, we just wanted to pay homage to kind of I get it. Uh, sure. an older style from the late 90s. You know, and uh, coming back being, around. being a big hip hop fan, you know, straight out of Compton, you know, Mike came up with the great name straight out of Norcross and I just executed the recipe. And fortunately, it's been an amazing success. People have really enjoyed the flavor of it. And I think we executed what we trying to accomplish. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah and that's awesome. what I was going to say is, yeah, if we're not West Side, but just saying straight out of Norcross, we yeah. We could brew a West Coast IPA Do the West straight Coast. out of Norcross. Straight, straight out, out of the North. 2000s. Yeah, that's right. Man. Good stuff. Yeah. And Mike, did you say you've got a stout here? Is that right? Some, I some... made sure that Marky brought the bourbon barrel-aged Scottish ale we have okay. that we had. Cause you said you like smoke a cigar. I figured yes, maybe I a bourbon yeah. barrel-aged yeah. would be a nice. Elijah uh, Craig oh, barrels, too. He also has an Irish Ooh. stout. No matter the season, yeah. that we enjoy a beer like that. Absolutely. Be good stuff. Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Well, you know, Tim, big beer just can't catch a break. Man, again. Again. 
AB InBev-owned Platform Beer Company has closed their Columbus, Ohio tap room, at least temporarily because the entire tap room staff quit on the same day. Uh, the reason for the mass exodus, according to a letter taped to the tap room door, is unsafe working conditions and complaints about compensation. In short, the, uh, the former staff alleges that Platform Brewery did not notify the staff and the public about a case of COVID at the brewery, so appropriate sanitization did not happen where that person was working. They also said there was an extensive black mold outbreak in the cooler. And they're also saying that the taproom staff were made to do work that was typically done by higher paid salaried staff without any additional compensation. And sometimes while they were working by themselves. So they had to run into the kitchen and cook like the chefs did, even though they weren't chefs. While so, serving beer. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, predictably, uh, According to Brewbound, the AB InBev spokesman declined to comment because there's ongoing conversations with the current and former employees, so very predictable. You know, people have complaints with their jobs. There's no job that's perfect. Sure. Absolutely. I've even had jobs that I love that you still have bad days. But if your entire staff walks out, that, that, says, that something. says something. <laughs> right, exactly. There could be a problem Might if be the a problem. entire staff quits on the same day. So. Exactly. Researchers have made big strides in expanding our understanding of the hop genome. According to an article on newsmedical.net, researchers from Oregon State University teamed up with the U.S. Department of Agriculture to publish their findings recently. In it, they sequenced the genome of Cascade hops. And it could be big for both the beer industry and medicine, Insight gained from this could help develop new varieties of hops that are both resistant to diseases and unique in flavor. In terms of medicine, there are compounds in hops that are thought to be beneficial against cancer and other medical conditions, so it could help identify those specific ones and possibly identify new ones. Good stuff, man. It's fun to learn about hops and what we can do Indeed. with them. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Social Fox Brewing. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Craft Beer deserves craft glass. Thick Boys Glass has curated an online collective of glass artisans around the USA to bring you hand-blown beer glassware. These unique glasses are stylish and durable and have plenty of room to hold a tall boy of your favorite beer. Use code BEERGUYS at thickboysglass.com to get 15% off your order. Thick Boys Glass, that's T-H-I-C-C-B-O-I-S glass.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram roger roger what's our vector victor now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show remember all episodes are available on demand so if you missed the broadcast get the podcast beer guys radio is available on all popular and unpopular podcasting apps let's get back to our talk with social fox brewing craig head brewer yes, at sir. social fox brewing we are currently sipping your straight out of norcross I wish we had that sound, the little mix hooked up there. Yeah, I got out my phone. 
<laughs> Can you tell us about Straight Outta Norcross? It was just uh, kind of a throwback to a vintage style that kind of actually got me into craft beer. You know, like if anyone remembers like Green Flash, West Coast IPA, sure, some of the Russian River. You know, I used to get Pliny the Pliny, Elder, Pliny the Younger, Blind Pig, Alpine Brewing, West Coast IPAs. We've kind of gotten away from it with the Northeast style, kind of took all of the caramel malts away from, you know, our IPAs and the ones that we make today with the Session IPA. And now we hear this new stuff with cold IPA. And so I just wanted to throw some caramel malts back at it, give it a nice crisp upfront bitterness, and give it a nice dry hop profile like we used to do. And I think you guys mentioned when this premiered in your tap room, the the sales are going really well. People want that West Coast, idea, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna be canning it soon at the end of the month. We got a fresh batch in the tank. It's on draft in the tap room. Uh, yeah, the response has been. Honestly, like, I don't brew beer for myself, and I don't necessarily follow the trends. I just make the beer. So I'm always surprised when certain things, you know, like, fly off the shelf. Like, right. our, our yeah. Wee Heavy that we just had, I was so surprised at how fast that batch was out. I'm surprised that it's been so successful, but it's an excellent beer. Brian, you've been saying this for a while. People want to see these West Coast again. I think more and more people want to see them. You get hazy fatigue and the, the juicy fatigue and the soft fatigue, and you like you want something that's got maybe a little bit malt, maybe a little bitterness, a little bit of pine. I'm curious, with the popularity, when people say they love it, are they saying they love it because it's like a nostalgic beer for them, or is it just, is it because of the, the juicy fatigue, the, um, the hazy fatigue? To be honest, I don't know if it's about fatigue, because I've seen customers that are new come in that, aren't necessarily or IPA drinkers grab one and enjoy it, or they're just a new customer. They may have had pale ales or IPAs in the past and they just enjoy that one. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten an opportunity to talk to them about what they specifically enjoy about the beer, but I've definitely seen a wide range of our consumers at social Fox enjoy the beer. And I, right now I can't put my finger on it. That's like, Going back to what I said, it's like I'm always surprised when certain classic styles, you know, we release and people love them because, you know, you you get a little cynical sometimes with all the new sours and milkshakes and slushies and all these <laughs> different crazy things that are going on. And you think people don't want to taste real beer anymore. So when you release like a West Coast IPA or a Wee Heavy or something like that, and you see it fly off the shelf, sometimes it surprises the brewer. That's We were talking uh, a little bit earlier during the break about untapped reviews and that. And there is a Instagram account. I think it's called Untapped WTF. So it takes these screen captures. <laughs> there's a lot of people that rate IPAs, and they'll give them poor ratings, and they'll make a comment like, there's not even any lactose in this. <laughs> like it's just a sin that that IPA doesn't have any lactose. So, this is not a milkshake. What is, what is this? What yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> so this is something I'm really big on, and it's educating the consumer. Because when you're in a new market, a lot of times you have the opportunity to set that market. You know, I worked at breweries all up and down the East Coast. I was in South Florida working at a brewery, and we brewed a cream ale. 
And in that cream ale, we put vanilla beans. But a cream ale doesn't have to have vanilla beans. Right. So, Strawberries so, as well, am I right? Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so, you know, you have new consumers coming in, and you're basically setting their style guidelines. So when they come and they see a style that doesn't have what you served them the first time because you didn't explain it or educate them properly, now there's a problem. So we can do better as craft brewers at educating our consumers about exactly what we are doing and presenting to them. Setting up those expectations. You know, that's something Brian and I have talked about, especially in the South, Southeast. People's first taste of Goza was Westbrook. I was about to say the same thing. Which is just thing. bracingly thing. sour. Yep. So we had some breweries that did Goza's more in tune with a classic Goza style, and people were like, this isn't sour enough. Mm-hmm. You know, because their palates had been set up to that Interesting. paint remover. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's sour and yeah. super salty, and yeah. all of them are, yeah, it, like it, lightly sour and just enough uh, salinity to kind of give it some body. And people are like, oh, I can still taste things. My enamel is still on my teeth. What's even going on here? Over is this even beer? Uh, yeah, or yeah. I, need a, I need a Tums when I'm done with one of those. That's it. I went to a sour beer fest, and they had bowls of Tums everywhere. Man. They were prepared. <laughs> yes, they did. Well, yeah. Craig, you've mentioned a couple times your experience uh, down in a brewery in the south. We're going to call it out here. You were with Funky Buddha for a while, right? I was. And was it the Love Below? Was that the cream ale, the strawberry shortcake No, so Love Below was actually a blend of our two lacto-stouts. Okay, Um, gotcha. One was in Cabernet barrels and one was in bourbon barrels. All right. And that was actually one of the best beers I ever made. It was our, yeah. The strawberry lactose beer was a happy accident. I had a cellarman make a mistake. <laughs> Oops. Oops. And uh, we ended up with a wheat wine instead of a Hefeweizen. Ooh. And so. That's a pretty happy mistake, man. That's a going, great yeah. mistake. Okay. So we needed to figure out what we were going to do with that. And once I told the bosses, oh, I figured out what happened. This guy double milled. Uh, <laughs> so we okay. got a wheat wine. And um, they decided to add some strawberry and vanilla to it. And kept up with that. That was the strawberry shortcake. Okay. Strawberry All shortcake right. beer. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Good stuff. Now, you also have done brewery consulting, right? Yes. What's the day-to-day life like for a brewery consult? It really depends on when you get a contract or if you're just kind of really being day-to-day. Sometimes it's the contract setting up a brewery. I had a contract that lasted me two years and I never was able to get the brewery open just through the city ordinances, and they just could not get themselves open. So then you had to move oh, wow. on. Um, yeah, it took them. To, they're open now. They were literally paying me for two years. Couldn't and open the I doors, was just huh? doing pilot yeah. batches, you know, creating relationships, getting us in beer festivals, doing different things like that. They had some issues with the city, and they couldn't get open. So you sometimes things like that happen, or sometimes you just move on, and some people, they get open, and they need you for a period of time, and then that are person you, needs to move on as well. Are you developing recipes, or are you training them on how to brew um, what they want to brew? Honestly, it, it really depends on the scale of okay. where they're at at the moment. If they have equipment, then, you know, sometimes it's just brewing on their homebrew equipment, trying to develop recipes. If 
the equipment arrives while I'm still under contract, then I have the opportunity to train them on the actual equipment that they're receiving. But sometimes that isn't always the case either. When you go into a new brewery, is there one piece of common advice that you give when you're consulting to these breweries? Uh, What's a common piece of advice or the most common that you give to new brewers? If you don't love it, you better find something else to do. Yeah, (laughs) that's pretty sound advice, honestly. Because you ain't going to get rich. If you want to make a million dollars as a brewer, start with two million. Yeah, right. Right? Is that is that, that sounds about right? Yeah. Sounds about, I think they have a similar right. thing in the cigar industry. If you want to make a million dollars in the cigar industry, start off with ten million dollars. Ten million. Yeah. Oh, boy. It's a little sounds bit like the breweries. It's the a better bit harder. Here, yeah. huh? Get into brewing. Yeah, it's a little easier. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Social Fox Brewing. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. Cobb County, Georgia is home to 17 unique craft beverage makers. This March, Cobb Travel and Tourism and Fireside Natural Gas bring you Bubbles and Brews Craft Beverage Month. Visit participating locations to get your Brew Pass passport and sample the featured brews. Make sure to get your Brew Pass stamped and cast your vote for your favorites and a chance to win sweet prizes all month long. Celebrate with Cobb's best craft beverage makers throughout the month of March. Get more info now at bubblesandbrews.com. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram back off man i'm a scientist now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wmay 970 am and 94.7 fm in springfield illinois catch beer guys radio on wmay every saturday at 2 p.m now let's get back to Social Fox Brewing. Craig, we talked in the last segment about your background, your consulting, coming up from Funky Buddha. We love Funky Buddha. Maple Bacon Coffee Porter, baby. Yes. What's not to love about all of those things? So, But you didn't get to drink it because you were down in Florida and it was too hot, right? <laughs> no, no. I, didn't. Yeah. I definitely See? drank it. Man, I drank our barrel-aged variant, wide awake it's morning, yeah. and a bunch yeah. of other different versions. How about so. the, that I'm so excited, I'm so I'm scared? I'm so scared. Uh, yeah. 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 Did you brew that? Yes, that, I did. Okay. Nice Good stuff, man. Good stuff. It was appreciated, just yeah. to let you okay. know. Yeah. yeah, that was a crazy uh, Saved by the Bell reference. That was what that label was about. Was that Saved by the Bell? See, I didn't get it. I didn't get that reference. The chick uh, with the curly hair. Yes. She's like, you used to Wait, go, she is that the one where she did coffee. some drugs or something? Yeah, she did yes. a bunch of, like, no-dos. Yes. <laughs> Their <laughs> drug awareness episode, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And that was that was where that name came from. That's yeah. it. I yeah. remember that. I actually remember that now. It was yeah. kind of a... 
I hate to say this because the point that we're trying to make, but it was kind of funny. Well, Craig, we haven't had any no dos. We've had some. Uh, we've had a few beers here, yeah. so we're having a good time. But yeah. uh, and you know, we don't, we're not going to spend too much time on it. But you brewed in Iron Hill for a while, and we just mm-hmm. got an Iron Hill brewery here in Atlanta. Have you been to the one in Buckhead yet? I have not. I, I okay. honestly didn't know that they were opening. They um, when I started working for them eight to ten years ago. They only had about 11 locations. Yeah. I, and now they have like 15 and they're expanded into South Carolina. And I saw that they were opening um, a location here in Buckhead. And I definitely would like to check them have out. Have to go check it out. Um, yeah. I, I got a lot of my brewing acumen and experience while I was working actually there. A lot of my packaging experience comes from working at Yards Brewing Company. Okay. And so I've been able right. to combine the two. You've been with some nice breweries, man. I yeah. mean, Yards, Funky I've been Buddha, lucky. you know, yeah. all yeah. this. So, I've, yeah. been, I've been lucky. Good stuff. Yards, Iron Hill, Social Funky Fox. Buddha. All the Social Fox. Fox. Social Fox. Yeah. 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 yeah I've, I've been blessed. Good How stuff. did you get connected up with Social Fox? Speaking of Social Fox. I actually have, his name's Aaron, and we're kind of virtual friends online, and he is a beer writer in Charlotte. And uh, we just had started communicating. Aaron Gore. I, is yeah. that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. you guys know Aaron sure. Gore? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And he knew Dave and apparently linked us up together. And Mike or Kevin reached out, and then we uh, were able to, you know, work it out. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah Aaron, we're Facebook friends. We, we chat beer and stuff out there. Oh, okay. Absolutely. That's awesome. We're, when you came in, we were talking about L. Sharpton. Yeah. You know, local Atlanta guy. And you're like, oh, you know L. Sharpton? Yeah. We've known we've known L since before we've done Beer Guys Radio. Long okay. before, you know, yeah. Long, long time before that. But, you know, these the beer communities, especially if you do something like write or do a podcast or a blog or something like that, you know, even if you don't know no people, you connect up. Okay. In, in that. Yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah. Aaron is good about He shares a ton of info. Yeah, he's, he he's does. He's very embedded in, in what's going on out yeah, there. Yeah, he would just sure. hit me up and be like, hey. These guys are looking for a brewer. You mind if I share your resume? And I was like, nah, man, go for it. You know, I was oh, um, yeah. during COVID back in Philadelphia with my two children um, because their mother was treating COVID patients. So I was gotcha. kind of okay. put the pause on the consulting business and was up there with them during COVID. And then this worked out and we get, you know, I mean, we're still dealing with it now, but. You know, it's a little bit better. A so. year of this stuff, man. Yeah, it's crazy. We, they told us three months, and we'd yeah, be done right. with it. Yeah. So. I thought it was going to be happy ending. It's like, yes, and then we cured COVID. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 No, it didn't work out that way. But yeah. Well, Mike, we've been talking here uh, about you guys are coming up on a year. Yes. First year here for Social Fox Brewing. What are the plans, man? How are you going to celebrate one year in the age of the global plague that we're facing here? Right, yeah. So. No, we're we're very fortunate to be open this whole year and we're very excited to be celebrating our one year anniversary. So um, we're working with the city here. We're doing a pre-party on uh, Friday, um, April 30th. And then um, the actual anniversary will be May 1st. We're shutting the alley down. Um, so it's going to be totally family friendly. We're going to have live bands, you know, things for the kids. Um, and then uh, Sunday will be a, a post-party. Are we are we still still doing that cast scale on Friday too? We yes, so we have different beer releases. So on Friday we're doing a cast scale, right? Um, special cast scale release on Saturday. 
we actually have, we're going to do a Tumblefield double IPA version. Double Tumblefield, huh? Yeah. Double Tumblefield. And tumble. then maybe one that you'll appreciate. Uh, we're doing gold belts in uh, bourbon barrel. So bourbon barrel aged golden ale. Bourbon that sounds aged, good to me. That yeah. sounds like that'd be a great way to really let you taste the barrel in the bourbon there. The golden oh, ale sure. being lighter yeah. the way that is. So. Yeah. I really like that idea. You know, you mentioned Cascales, and I really mm-hmm. thought that that was a thing that had gone well, had been put on the back burner for most people because you don't have a lot of foot traffic into a tap room. So you're not going to have a lot of people drinking off of casks, but you're still doing casks. We are. We're doing, what are you putting in that cask? It's not a full-size cask. Um, it's a pen, so it's like okay. 5.15 gallon. We kind of look at what we have available and try to, every three weeks or every two weeks, see what we have that is available that may, you know, work with a cask. We've done. Chocolate stout. Um, yeah, chocolate, chocolate stout with cacao nibs from Nicaragua. Cool. We've done a dry hopped of our Pilsner in the cask. There's probably one other that we've done that is, is lost on me. Oh, the coffee the, vanilla. Yes. The, the Forgotten a, Fox uh, yes, collab. Coffee, forgotten vanilla, Fox. coffee and vanilla. Yeah, Forgotten Fox cask we did as well. The Forgotten Fox, you were talking about that earlier. Is that a white stout? Is that what you said that was? Yes. I mean, I consider it that just because uh, I kind of had rejected that style, like just being a purist. I was like, what the? (laughs) You know, a white stout. stout. What is this? Right. But uh, then I I looked at some like historical brewing records from like, you know, the 1900s and they were using coffee and vanilla and only using pale malt and they were calling Mm -hmm. it a stout. So we kind of just went back to that and it was kind of like, you know, one of those trendy styles that people were brewing recently within the last few years. And so we just decided to do that and use our pale malt base and add cacao nibs and coffee and vanilla beans to it. I think it's interesting. I don't know that we'll ever have a full understanding. Maybe we do. Maybe I don't, you know, about, like you said, a stout beer. It didn't necessarily refer to the style as a strength. You know, there. So, yeah, you know, if, if you look that. at like Barkley Perkins, I know right. you guys know sure. about Barkley Perkins. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I had found some historical brewing records from Barkley Perkins, and it kind of just gave me like access to be like, oh, okay, this is a real style of beer. I'm okay with brewing it because I'm fairly pure in the way that I try to make beer, even though I do have to make things for people, you know, that may not drink the way that I do. Right. We went a few years ago, Ron Pattison. Yeah, came through Atlanta and uh, the English beer yeah, writer. He's yeah. done a lot of these historical records yeah. of beers. He digs up all that, and they brewed a beer. I forget it was a porter, if I remember correctly, I but think they did. So yeah, I'm trying to remember what that was. It was good. We got to meet Ron, and we got his book and got it signed, and we got to drink a classic beer, and we had haggis and mashed potatoes and gravy. That's right. We did have the haggis. Style. The first time I'd had haggis in ages. I actually yeah. had. Haggis in Scotland one time yeah. many, many years ago. It was a fun event, though. Yeah. I mean, these I love people that know more or are smarter than me or both. Absolutely. Because I learned. We've had Stan Hieronymus on the show a couple times. Okay. He just goes on to stuff that's way above my head. <laughs> I don't learn anywhere near as much as I could if I had a little more knowledge, but I always learn so much from him mm-hmm. about what's out there, and it's, uh, it's just fun to learn about what all is going on. So it's interesting you being such a purist. I mean – what are your takes on, like, milkshake IPAs? Are, are you down with that? Or, I mean, you cringe when you see that kind of thing. So I actually have a, a kind of a funny story okay. about milkshake IPA. Because <laughs> we talked kind of in the segment that I've worked with 
2013, um, when we were at Iron Hill, he was starting Tired Hands. And I saw the style and I go, I want to make a milkshake IPA. But I had never had one. I never had his. So I made one and we called it Cow Tippa. Cat like Cow Tippa. Yeah. T-I-P-A milkshake. I hate to cut your story short, but we're out of time here in this segment. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We need to take another break, but we'll be back with more from Social Fox right after this. Looking for a great craft beer to enjoy at home? Get your beer to go at the Nest in Kennesaw, Georgia. Choose from their 48 taps to enjoy there with some tasty barbecue and take some home with you for later. Grab a crispy pilsner, a nice tart sour, or a bold stout to sit by the fire. Just bring your growler in and choose a favorite or two to take with you. It's our beer, your growler, at the Nest for your brews to go. Check out the beer and food menus before you visit at thenestkennesaw.com. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing. Establishing a new standard in craft beer. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to Social Fox Brewing. Mike, we are going to talk about collaboration here. Sure. But we're currently sipping your dry Irish stout, which tis the season, right? Yep, exactly. We're, we're not that far off uh, St. Patrick's Day. Enjoying that tasty beer. But talking collaborations, you just did your first collaboration with another brewery in Norcross, Georgia, correct? Anderby? Right, and we're going to brew that on Monday. Um, okay, it'll be our gotcha. first collab. Right. It'll be their first collab as well. So we're pretty excited about that. And we're kind of neighbors. We're not that far. You're not that far. The last time we were over in Norcross, we went to both because oh, like you yep. said, you know, we, yeah. we don't get a chance to get out to every brewery in Georgia that often. So when we do, we try and get as many in the area as yeah, we can. Yeah, sure. No, kind of group them up, batch them up together. Right. That's going to be interesting. Both of you, like your first time collaborating, like you don't have somebody to kind of latch on to. It's like, what do we do now? You know? <laughs> no, and it's been a true collab. We went over to Anderby, right? And then uh, from that first meeting, Craig's been working with Preston and we're sharing ideas, mostly Craig and Preston yeah. working together. Yeah, it's been really cool. We're kind of combining processes. Right. I won't say too much about the beer that we're going to release, but <laughs> what are you using, What's the style? Uh, uh, yeah, what is it? it exactly? <laughs> tell us. Don't say you're not going to tell us. Tell us. Break uh, all the well, it, it, It's 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 uh, imperial sour. Imperial, imperial sour. Berliner. Okay. Yeah, right. but we're right. we're going to use Social Fox's kettle sour process and use Anderby's fermentation. Okay. And, and different cool. processes. We're going to use the bugs that we use, which Anderby hasn't used yet. He was using bugs from a different place, and uh, we really like our bugs from Omega, so we're going to use those. And he was open to, you know, which is awesome to open in his right. brewery and being open to introduce 
you know, some new bugs into his brewery and allowing me access to it. We definitely appreciate it. So we're just going to kind of work together on the grain bill with process and with yeast. And for the non-beer geeks, you're saying bugs. You're talking about the bacteria that you use for the yes, salad, right? Yes, I'm talking Lactobacillus, about the Lactobacillus, yeah, lacto, it's, it's a blend a from blend. Omega. Okay. Yeah, so it has lacto and multiple different strains of lacto brevis. Bugs. Many bugs, man. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll be uh, releasing that beer in cans through Modern Hops, and then uh, we'll do um, a release party over at Anderby, so it'll be on draft. And then we're going to do a home-to-home, right, Craig? So we're going to follow up with that with Anderby coming over to our place, and we'll brew another okay. one together. Cool. We're going to brew the second batch over at Anderby, and then hopefully be able to bring that over to our place and do you know another release, maybe a baby version. A baby version. You know, I've had brewers tell me before that they love collaborating because you get so buried in the weeds at your own brewery you don't get a chance to get out as much to see all these breweries and all that. No, It gives you a chance to get together with other brewers, right? I've been here since September, and today... He's been working. ...is the first time... Yeah, see? Today is the first time I've been to another brewery. Okay. Literally. They finally let you out to check some out, Well, I went to Anderby to talk to him about the collab, but then today we stopped at Schoolhouse before we stopped over here. Okay. And then obviously stopped in before we came to talk to you, just working. See, man, you've got, well, I tell you what, when it does break a little bit, you've got a lot of great stuff out there. We, yeah, we, I see. Oh, yeah. Georgia's really oh, yeah. grown up, say, the last five years or so. So, so a yeah. lot of good stuff. Finally, an Imperial Berliner, something when you make your cocktail-themed Berliner, it'll be the same strength as the cocktails, as the, cocktail, the tiki right? cocktails. Yeah. That's been my one complaint about it. I'm like, <laughs> you're going right. with these tiki cocktail beers, but they're not tiki cocktail strength. That's what I'm looking for. So I'm looking forward to this. See, and Brian, I enjoy the lower ABV of tiki cocktail beers because I can have more of them than I can the tiki cocktails. So <laughs> that's yeah. probably well, Brian, true. Brian's running the marathon there. He's I think you'll, you'll, you might enjoy what we're going to do with that okay. bourbon barrel aged gold belt then if you like cocktails because bourbon barrel aged gold ale. Uh, All right. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's not staying that way. It's not. Okay. Mike acts like this is news to him. He's like, oh, okay. We talked about All right. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we, yes. We're not going to talk know, anymore know, about it. We're getting about. conspiratorial <laughs> lies here. Like, uh, there's, there's more the here that we're not finding the one year out. anniversary yeah. and you'll find, you'll find out. Going That's on. what the crazy exactly. teasing you guys. Yeah. Well, guys, something we didn't want to miss talking about some sure. because we think it's interesting. We haven't talked with other breweries about it. Mm-hmm. N.O. Beer. Did I say that correctly? N.O. Beer? Yes. And this is kind of a hybrid of a wine beer. Yep. Is that right? I tell you what, rather than me trying to mis-explain it, sure. Mike or Craig, can one of you guys tell us about what an N.O. beer is? I'll start, and then I'll hand it off to Craig, because actually, I never knew what an N.O. beer was either. Scott and I were out at CBC last year. Um, we were actually checking out some equipment at a brewery called Liberati. They brew these wine beer hybrids called N.O. beers. Every beer on there was some form of wine mixed with beer. We really liked them. We were a fan of them. So when we came back to Georgia, we said, one of the beers we have to brew is an N.O.M. beer. So the first beer we did, La Fontaine was our first bottle release. Came in at 13.9. We brewed a Bach base with uh, Merlot grapes. And uh, we really liked that beer. And I, when figured, Craig I think it came, was Pinot Noir, but maybe. Oh, Pinot Noir. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Sorry. We've got other plans. Yeah, you're right. And then, but from that <laughs> beer, when Craig came on, we said, you know, we want to do some more things like this too. So right around when New Year's was rolling around, we got with Craig, and he had the idea, let's do something like champagne beer. And I'll let you talk about yeah. that beer was um, here of the Fox. And just ironically, I had had experience brewing those style of beers at Funky Buddha in Florida so that I knew I had, you know, the acumen to know how to execute it. 
And um, what we did is basically for this one, we just did a pale base and we used galaxy hops to kind of mimic that Sauvignon Blanc kind of aroma that you get with some of the New Zealand hops. And then we also used jasmine rice. And then we just did a basic beer fermentation. Then we added the Riesling grape must. And once the Riesling grape must was added, then we re-fermented it with champagne yeast. And it was also carbonated to a higher volume. So what does the uh, jasmine rice add like to the beer? Is it just dry it, it, it out? Dry it out. It dry adds it out. Ex- extra starches okay. and to dry it out. Yeah, absolutely. And it does, once you get up around 10%, it does add some different flavors. Okay. BSG has a, a few products. They have a red rice, jasmine rice, and a wild rice. Uh, depending on which one you use, you get different things. But uh, you definitely dry out your beer. And I got that from a friend of mine from a Green Bench Brewing. Okay. Who, he has a beer called Thrice Rice. And I was just fascinated when he used that in a Saison. So I had always wanted to add that to a beer. A Rice Saison. Interesting. Is there any kind of hard and fast rules about these NO beers? Like what they have to have? Is there like a ratio or is it just kind of? I, I don't think so. I think it's more about the finished product and you still get to a final gravity. It's just about what, how you want to get there. We want it to really dry our beer out because okay. we were releasing it for New Year's and wanted it to be a champagne beer. But if you tasted La Fontaine, that beer is, would be more like drinking a Pinot Noir. And they're completely different beers, but they both have the same process, just different amounts of grape must added and different base beers that were brewed. So I'm- one is a Bach base and the other was more of a pale base. Okay. I'm curious how, because you're fermenting the grapes, the grape must, and it's part of the wart, correct? No. Okay. So that's where we differ. So I basically let it almost come to full attenuation, and then I will add the grape must and revive some of the yeast from the sugars that I just re-added, and then I pitch the champagne yeast. Okay. Interesting. Because oh. I was just thinking one of the best beers like, I've like had it, was yeah. a... Uh, an imperial chocolate stout aged in Cabernet barrels. Okay. And just those flavors, the Cabernet with, uh, with that uh, deep, rich stout, that was yeah. really nice. So. Yeah, yeah. And you can do it, like, either way. The barrel aging is going to be slightly different because of the oxygen that you right. are, sure. you know, at, over the course of the aging, where the way that we're processing our NO beers is closed to oxygen. So we don't have that issue. So the idea with you let the original strain of yeast work its magic so you get everything it contributes to the beer separately. So if you added it too early, you wouldn't get the benefit of the second yeast, or is that not part I, of the equation? It just would be, um, in my opinion, more unpredictable. Oh, okay. So I want the microbe that I pitched to ferment out so that I can know the sweetness, so that I can know where I fermented out, then I can add the grape must and know what my new gravity is and then repitch yeast so that I can get more of an accurate ABV and more of an accurate fermentation. It's interesting. Yeah, it makes That's, sense. I mean, something new to me. You know, it's, it's cool to see new beer styles coming up. Or I imagine that's something that's been around for a while I just didn't know about. Probably. It. I'm so guessing a lot of people over history have mixed the two. Yeah, 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 bringing wine and beer together. Not us, man. I've just yeah. been drinking beer. Just drinking And when we say we bring it together, we really are just bringing together ingredients because we're really just, we're still using Saccharomyces. Good stuff. Well, guys, Social Fox Brewing, Norcross, Georgia, coming up on your one-year anniversary. Thank you so much 
for joining us. If folks want to keep up with what you're doing, what's the best way to do that? We're social, social media, and on our website, socialfoxbrewing.com, Facebook and Instagram at socialfoxbrewing. Awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Coming up next week, Brian, it's the Saison Show. Saisons. We're going to have a good time with that. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.